Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast in partnership with the Still Voices Film Festival. I'm Gemma Cray and ahead of this year's festival, I'm chatting with Robert Higgins and Patrick McGivney about their poignant rural drama, Lakelands. First up, I want to say thank you guys for chatting with us. A beautiful film. It was just such a it was such a joy to watch it. It just felt so deeply true and warm and well realized. Thanks so much. I uh, really appreciate that, Gemma. Thanks for having us on the show. So I just I'd love to to uh, just learn a little bit about how this came about. So what's your backgrounds and how did you end up working together? Yeah, so me and Patty know each other from since we're kids. We're from uh, pretty much five minutes down the road from one each from one another. So uh, yeah, funnily enough, we actually met at a football training uh, back in the day, which is pretty funny considering the film we ended up making. But uh, yeah, we just ended up in a big gang of uh, friends at home, and so we were growing up all our teenage years, and um, it would have been something we talked about a little bit at that point. But uh, we kind of went up then into the into the city when we were older. Um, we're both from Longford where the film is set of course and we went up to the city and we were kind of working our kind of corporate jobs and we still had this kind of little itch to kind of go back and we really just kind of talked about it more and more so that was just something we kind of started beating up in the evenings and really talking about and started working on our little scripts at the time and trying to figure out filmmaking when we went back home at the weekends and slowly (laughs) got a little bit better at it anyway I hope but um, that was kind of, yeah, where we kind of started off from. Started off from. So this started off as a script that you guys, like a passion project, you guys knew you wanted to do a feature. Did you work on shorts together first? How did you get the money together for Yeah, we we um, we um initially started making um shorts. I think the bit of the story that Rob left out there is that we actually, <laughs> we started off kind of acting in our own shorts to begin with. Um, and we learned quite quickly that we were never going to cut the mustard as actors. So. Um, we were much better suited to behind the camera, so we decided to, I suppose, um, I suppose, build out um, our first short, which is Ailes Gardie, and just started collaborating with um, our longtime um, cinematographer, Simon Crow and, and, and built out a really kind of strong crew and cast. And I suppose that just gave us a lot of confidence to kind of push on um, and build out our second short, which was Drifting. And Drifting, we were lucky enough to to work with Paul Meskel just before um, normal people kind of hit the big time. Um, and um, I suppose, yeah, it, the, 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 the feature script is, is, a, is a different story, but it, it was definitely set in a similar world. So I suppose that kind of um, served as a bit of a kind of proof of concept. And I guess we just kind of realized that there was something interesting in that world. And, and it was definitely work kind of expanding and, and, and building out. So I suppose that was kind of where the, the, the script for Lakelands was was born from. And then I suppose in terms of the the funding it, I suppose we kind of looked at a little bit more of a grassroots approach than is kind of normal with these kind of films. Um we kind of felt because it was set in our hometown and the home our hometown was kind of a film set uh of the film, we were like, I think we could do this for a lot less than like a normal normally would cost to pull off this sort of thing. So we kind of started piecing the budget together from different places uh between uh, the arts office, the local arts office, the Creative Ireland. We got a little bit of funding there. We got uh, some uh, grants for our business that went towards it. And then um, 
at the Galway Film Fair uh, the year before. We won the Bankside Awards, so that got a little bit of money, and then we got a distributor on from there. And then finally, we got completion funding with Screen Ireland, and that kind of pieced it together. Would that have been you had already shot it, and that was to yeah. get the post across the line? Is that just like, so yeah, you that was going to go with yeah. them with your rushes and? Yeah, so we we got a cut together, and um, yeah, so we were a little bit inspired actually by uh, Redemption of a Rogue, which was uh, shot up the road from us, you know. Uh, oh, and, that's and gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah. And we I was were... gonna say, there's no, there's no hint of a low budget from this at all. Like, I, I, and and you know, the big Screen Ireland logo. I was like, oh, Grant, this got a good bit of money, and it's nice that <laughs> these sort of stories are being funded, you know, like outside Dublin in that real authentic voice. And I was like, good, <laughs> good on them. And then I was like, oh my god, no way, because it's beautiful. The action scenes. Oh, the shots, the the sequences, like the landscape, like it's all just captured really, really well. Yeah, yeah, we really just felt, yeah, we had that kind of production value and just the locations were there, you know, everyone was, there's great excitement, a bit of buzz around the whole town, you know, and, you know, there's a bit of crack, just all this landing down and taking over the town for three weeks. So everyone really liked, local football team came out, like, all our mates are in the nightclub. All our mates are in the pub. That was not as hard. That was not as hard to recruit as the other teams. That uh, they were willing to come to the to the pub. All right, but uh, yeah, like a lot of it, we reckon we we had that production value from you know other places. I suppose that kind of raised that. Yeah, we we shot that nightclub scene at the height of COVID as well. So we um, don't think anyone had actually been in a nightclub for like the guts of a year, <laughs> eighteen months. So um, yeah, it was quite easy to film the end. I was going to say, because filming is a, it was an essential service dubbed at a time. So anyone I know doing film shoots, they were like, well, we can still, you were on lockdown, but they can still go to things and, and do stuff. So, wow. That's, um, God, it, it like, it's so, it, again, I, I just think it's fabulous. And the script feels, felt very polished and very well observed. Like, I loved um how Gracie, Grace. Grace, yeah. um Grace, um I think... Like, this is just the cliche. It's just the way it's set up, right? And it's not you. This is just films where you're like, oh, there's a guy, he's struggling. He has this character now who's a female character who's going to be like, oh, don't destroy your life. And I was like, actually, you didn't do that at all with her. She was just someone who is completely fully rounded, was going on an adjacent journey with him who was really well realized and then who they influenced each other quite equally. And I was like, okay, that's brilliant because... Like you just the the other trope is sort of what you see all the time. And like to watch her, I'm like, she's like it there's a film that's following her that's a completely separate film. Like, but you got that sense of the it was so real and it was it was a real joy to watch. Um the script was just really well observed. The language, like I'm not giving too much away, but like one of my favorite moments was when he uh he just lost his shit over the dinner. <laughs> like, give too much way. He just he has his dad left him in dinner. He goes to eat it, and he just gets really upset. And I'm like, that is exactly what happens when, like, it's such a truthful moment when you're, you know, like you're at your kind of wit's end. You're pushed to it, and someone does like this stupid nice thing for you, and then you just feel so shitty. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. I just thought like that was just brilliant. Like, it was really the language that's used, the subtext. That can in that continuously went through it. Like it's just really nice to watch and just perfectly captured. Like I feel they feel like people I know. Thanks so much. Really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we were really like hoping 
I don't know, we found like our part of the country has a lot of, you know, unique kind of vernacular and stuff. And uh, we just kind of wanted to weave that in. Like there's not been so many films, I suppose, in Longford, I've said in Longford. So we caught, there's a bit of some idiocentric ways of saying things that would be interesting to weave through, um, you know, a lot of kind of localisms. And, you know, we're really just trying to get that, you know, we wanted to, to be immersive and kind of feel like it feels for us when we're, you know, in the pub at home or we're in, going around at home, you know. Yeah, but I'd like it just I just thought it was a fabulous um piece of writing initially and then very well realized as as it goes through. So um that's why I was like, oh, yeah, they, that's that's another thing, because it felt like, again, the script was so developed that I was like, oh, yeah, they must have got loads of funding and had loads of time to to do that and, and workshop that with the actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually got a couple. Yeah, like we got um we were in development and and then we also we got a great bursary from the backstage theater in Longford. So we were able to get, uh, Aina Hardwick, Danielle Galligan, and Lorcan Cranich down for a couple of days to, to workshop it. Um, they, uh, they're just incredible. Uh, they're just such talented actors. Um, yeah, they've become great friends of ours as well, but they just brought so much to all of their characters and, you know, really just kind of enriching them a lot, I feel. And so that, that was like a big part of, I think, what kind of hopefully helped the characters, yeah, become 3D and come, come into real oh, life, I suppose. Brilliant. And and just such, just so well realised and, and great performances as well. Very naturalistic. So how do you guys work with them to do it? So you got to do a little bit of workshopping, but I mean, I'm presuming a three week shoot as well. You have a lot of beats to cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh... 17 days uh, shoot so it was a very uh, it was a very quick quick shoot but we kind of have been used to that from our shorts and that's kind of we like to work quite quick and we like to work quite fresh with the actors and like we were just so blessed with the cast we had that uh, you know they were they were giving you great work every time and you know you were just getting variations I suppose and like it's it's uh we were just so lucky to have such talented actors there because when you are working with that sort of level of high time you don't have as many you know takes or anything like that so i think that was a big part of it yeah just keeping it fresh and and uh the, the, the standard of the actors we had really helped yeah and and actually i'm still curious i'm going to go back again to just chat about your process so how do you work as a pair like as a pair of directors as a as a pair of writers like do you do a chapter or like a or do you do a, a couple of pages each and pass them to one another do you develop ideas write half do another pass and then how does the physical reacting like how does the physical directing actually work how do you guys how do you guys share the workload yes i suppose um in terms of the writing, we kind of talk, we talk a lot about it first and kind of get a sense of the idea and the world and the characters and the themes and everything like that. And then like we'll sketch out the structure, do a pass, and then it's kind of, we'll usually kind of, some scenes we can tell right away, we kind of know each other's strengths at this point and we'll, some people will, sometimes will go, this one's more you, this one's more me. And then a lot of time we'll write the same scene and then like, after all that, which is the like painful part in, for me anyway, uh, we we just talk it out like repeatedly, and that's that's when it gets really fun for for the two of us when we're kind of, you know, it feels a bit like you're just chatting with the 
with the gang at home and you know your cracking jokes and that's where the kind of the one-liners come in and the the colloquialisms and all of that so and um then in terms of directing Paddy, you probably yeah like i think in terms of the, the writing then like i think we've we've stumbled on a bit of a cheat code and just for the simple fact that we have we've, we've grown up in the same part of the world and, and and we know all the same kind of people we've the same kind of group of friends so and, you know, when we're developing a character, we'll say, well, this is he's kind of a bit like this person and maybe with a bit of that person mixed in. So it helps us to kind of like move a lot quicker. And, you know, you can say, you know, one person's name and, and all of a sudden that person becomes um, very real very quickly. And so I think that's a bit of a cheat code. And then just, I suppose, having the same, um, yeah, just the same language and, and in terms of the same kind of vernacular that's kind of used at home. And I guess just allows us to, to move that bit quicker. Um, than I guess um, other kind of duos that, that might necessarily know each other um, that long and I suppose just on set we, we, we just love to work um, as collaboratively as possible with the kind of the, the, the cast and even the crew and um, I think that's just how you kind of get the best work from, from the actors you kind of talk everything through in advance and like everyone gets to kind of chip in their two cents and I suppose the, the best option kind of just bubbles to the surface through that process and um, and then as well as that, just giving the actors just a, a safe place to a safe space rather to I suppose try new things and um just as long as it's a fun kind of collaborative space and that's where kind of interesting things start to happen when when, when people feel like um they have that kind of support network around them to to try things and um as as Rob said as well, just getting the opportunity to get Danny and Anna and, and Lorcan down to I suppose develop those backstories in advance of the shoot, and um, that's just such a beneficial part of the process because the characters just feel that little bit more lived in. Um, so I think you know trying to do as much work and um, in advance, and um, yeah, just it, it it definitely kind of um helps with the with the final product and and helps us kind of move that little bit quicker because we were doing, you know, it goes to five pages a day, so you're moving incredibly quickly, so. And um, I suppose just having had those conversations um, well in advance just means that, you know, if if, if Danny Arena has a suggestion, you immediately know that it's coming from a place of deep understanding of, of, of that character, you know, and, and I suppose that's what facilitates the trust, really, you know, you, you trust them to to know what the what the best um, what the best option is in, in, in that moment, you know. Like, what were you looking for when you cast them like what was and what was the process there of getting them involved in the film yeah um i suppose there were two like two leads in particular were like such tricky characters because you're literally going through nearly every emotion you can go through and i'm staying in humor quite a lot like humor is the defense mechanism you know for yeah. these, these moments that kind of macabre humor and i and i i like i really like that i think it, works so much better but it's it's nice to to hit those beats as well and it's a really tricky one to to hit absolutely yeah. a lot of reflection and true humor in you know that's particularly uh keen is you know batting away a lot of stuff with humor uh rather than opening up as he kind of goes through his journey so that is a tricky kind of one to there's a lot of stuff going it's a lot of insular performance going on there where you're saying one thing and you're kind of kind of conveying the other thing so like with with the guys we just had seen they had such strong bodies of work and we just 
we'd seen quite a few uh, performances from both of them and like across shorts across they'd both done feature films and tv shows at that point and then upon meeting them we just knew they were kind of perfect for it um, and they could carry off that and yeah with something that there is that lot of humor kind of back and forth like both of them are great great crack to chat with like they're great conversationalists so you knew they would be able to handle that part of it and they were they absolutely did and there was a great chemistry actually and that was that you felt that on stage and I'm like you do get that like element of like the will they won't they but actually it's more about friendship and I think that was the the the, the thing that kind of carried it and made it really enjoyable to watch where it is about two people like just a very difficult stages in their lives like finding this kind of connection <clears throat> and that's the thing that kind of pulls him through it because the men in his life were sort of useless in that. <laughs> like even though his dad tries so hard like he's <laughs> He just didn't have the skills. Yeah, like you know, during all the the kind of conversations between the 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 dad and 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 Kean, like it's it all kind of centers around work, and so like that's kind of their language. So if they're annoyed at each other, it's it's conveyed through something that wasn't done on the farm, and if they're they're happy with each other, it's you know, it's 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 again work related, and and I think. You know what? What really interested us about the character Keen, he's he's got these different versions of himself, and you know he's he's kind of a, a fading star in town, and he's kind of has this reputation, um, amongst the locals, and so that kind of um I guess informs the interactions with 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 his neighbors, and then when it comes to the guys, it's it's very much kind of bravado and and crack, and um then he meets Danny and 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 or the character Grace rather and, and she's the first person to kind of pierce through that and um I suppose just that kind of results in that kind of slow kind of softening up of 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 his of his character and and, and it's it's what interested us was it, it, that kind of then kind of bled into all his other relationships and and um he he kind of goes on an interesting journey but it's it's definitely I suppose facilitated by that relationship um with um with Danny's character Grace and um, yeah, um, I think it's interesting what you mean there. Like, uh, when you were saying there about uh, two, like a lot of the films we were looking at were these kind of lost soul type films where there was two people kind of like, which people probably wouldn't expect when you, it's kind of a sports adjacent film like this. But a lot of stuff like uh, Mood for Love or Lost in Translation and just those sort of films where it's just two kind of people, um, both with their own kind of issues and they both kind of cross over at an interesting time. They both kind of come out in it better place from it I suppose those are kind of some of the influences we were looking at with that, that central relationship and it's great like and that is really there because like a lot of the time or like a lot of things that I've seen where you know that the the female lead is just like a plot it's like a bounce sounding board for <laughs> I don't, I'm yeah. like, oh, don't don't do that or stop it it's too dangerous you know like this kind of thing where actually no she's going with them coming from a place of real pain and you should know better like which is much more realistic response of yeah. for anyway don't want to go into too much about this <laughs> yeah but, um, no, we were very conscious of trying to subvert any of that and also just any sport films and minefield cliches so we were just trying our best to uh you know obviously it's sports adjacent film more so than sports film but we were just very conscious of in all aspects where we could kind of try and subvert things a little bit and kind of make it a little bit unexpected i suppose or closer to reality 
And the fading lights thing, actually, that's a really good point because I do think that's the like a really good point about people getting left behind, um, about people getting stuck in that kind of groove and, and all those themes are there. And, and it's just like, lovely. It's it's so quiet and still, but there's so much happening underneath the surface. That's like a, it, it's a real joy. Like, and again, everything is there. The world is really rich. Like one of the things that I really liked was that daily routine like his relationship to the heifers like it's just it was just such a well was that actually like how much of this is true because it, it feels like all of it is true in some way <laughs> um all the locations i suppose are, are very close to home for us um in terms of the town and, and the farm and and so i suppose one of the reasons why we did that we wanted to give it that kind of lived in feel and um and I suppose, you know, just with, with, with Keen's character, I suppose, you know, he he definitely has his identity kind of wrapped up in kind of what he does and, and, and how he plays. And um so his identity is almost wrapped up in that daily routine um that you mentioned there. And we just thought it'd be interesting then for a character like that to have his routine kind of taken away from him. Um, due to the injury and it, it just kind of forces him to go on a bit of a journey then um, outside of, of, of those things that he's kind of become defined by. Um, so, yeah, I suppose, you know, we were, I suppose, mindful of making sure that each kind of location was um, somewhere that we knew really well. And, um, yeah, I suppose it helped with the budgetary constraints that we had as well that uh, <laughs> But uh, I suppose it, it worked from a creative perspective um, as well. Yeah, I think just, yeah, I think when we had the opportunity to make something like this where we could, we wanted to make it as personal as we could and kind of, you might not get a chance to do it like that again, you know? So we were, we really poured as much as ourselves into it as we could. And a lot of it is either kind of real or kind of, you know, you're trying to slightly transpose emotions from a different, slightly different situation, which is a lot of that in it. But we wanted to put as much of us in, into it as we could. That's kind of that kind of first film you make, you know. Like I haven't seen that world kind of captured so nicely, um, so authentically. So like it, that emotional depth, you know, it's not like um, it's not like a a maudlin tale of of seriousness. Like there's humor. There's 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 emotional arcs. There's there's characters with their own little mini arcs that that happen in the background. And I'm like, it's a very rich, like um, but quiet narrative. Like so, it's it's really nicely captured. Um, so it premiered at the Galway Film Fla, which is just yeah. fabulous. How do you feel like the response has been to it? Watching it as someone from the outside, you can go, okay, well, look, you can see right. There's the Friday Night Lights element with the with the action sequence in the field the small town vibe like you can see oh my god like that could do well if it got in the right hands like you know the <laughs> americans have already been warmed up with normal people and paul maskell and, and <laughs> you know, like it could really do well because it could resonate with a lot of people yeah fingers crossed would <laughs> be great yeah the reaction was amazing yeah um in galway like it was it was a wild experience to yeah like most of our festival experience has been during COVID and we uh, aren't used to seeing films in the, our own work in like a cinema with all with a crowd so to go to yeah four hundred people was a bit mad like it was a bit of uh, it was a bit intense but it was great like we got a really like warm reception on it and we had a lot of people from Longford there a lot of people in the film 
came who made the trip down on the night. So they uh they gave it the thumbs up, which was the an acid test in itself, you know. If they were getting out about it, you'd be in trouble. So um yeah, no, it was a great, great experience. Very uh very interesting <laughs> experience, yeah. Yeah, and, and I suppose the um the reaction from from the GA community so far has been really positive as well. And I think that was something that was really important to us to kind of do that world justice because I suppose it's not a it's not a world that's kind of been seen on the big screen um, that much at all. So um, I suppose we did feel a bit of responsibility to, I guess, capture um, capture the culture and, and capture the tone of it. And so, yeah, so far, the, 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 the club footballers that have seen it have, have, have given it a thumbs up. Um, I suppose it's, you know, it's it's more closer to reality for a lot of players. A lot of players don't get that kind of marks to the final and they don't get that kind of big win and um, it's not always a fairy tale ending a lot of the time a lot of the time it does end through kind of injury or or, or some other reason you know so um, I suppose yeah so far the, the 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 response from from GA players has been has been good so um, yeah that's been uh, that's been great you were saying you got completion funding from Screen Ireland so you'd gone into a certain point um, you had shot it and you had put together say a cut yourselves and then kind of gone in and, and said okay we need x more days with an editor grading post did you have to do pickups or anything like that as well and um, no pickups uh which was mad enough we <laughs> think we we're going to have to a couple of times during it but um it all just we just got a you know the gvs and the establishers we were kind of concerned about that but we just got a couple of really gorgeous kind of nights evenings and we managed to pick up a lot during them um so yeah, it was just mostly it was just um the the edit sound and uh, the score. Uh, we got really great people across the board there. Alan Quigley, uh, amazing editor who uh, we got to spend a fun couple of months over at his gaff editing it. And then uh, Dahi Dahi the electronic artist did a did a score for it as well. And um, James Latimer worked on the sound, but um then windmill uh handled the and Dave Hughes came in to uh do the grade. So um with Aaron Carroll who was great as well. It was just a lifesaver the whole way through. But um yeah it was great. Like it was uh it was a race to get it for Galway but we got there in the end. But uh, um Screen Ireland were great and me Fagan really supported this a lot and we really appreciate it. Um but yeah it was uh it was yeah we it was great to get it because yeah it was uh we, we we could have used it at that point. Uh, the the funds are low, so it was great. Yeah. So it's coming. It's coming home. It's coming to the Still Voices Festival in November. Are you all excited for that now? That's I say. That's all the grannies will be. But like it's already <laughs> sold out. So they're like <laughs> we're we're not so much promoting it, more like the 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 sound of it. So it's already sold out. So how are you feeling about that? Yeah, absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah, we know Ronan for. The last couple of years and stuff and we've uh we, he's kind of been in the loop on this while we were plotting it for the last couple of years and stuff so it's great to bring it back back home and you know to have so many people uh from the locality come out and see it like we're really uh buzzing for it and we have the spiral tree uh nightclub the place for that shot <laughs> we've that booked for after so uh, oh, brilliant. <laughs> should be good crack 
That's how we can reenact some of the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> playing a few dahi tunes, <laughs> bopping away into the wee hours, <laughs> celebrating. But, but it's nice. Like I'd say, like people get such a kick as well, because again, like you'd see, you know, you see how many times have you seen like the IFSC in uh, or like Grand Canal Dock on like every single show that's that's ever been yeah. set on everything has something set there on those like red things but it'll be nice for someone to go that's my local post office <laughs> and yeah. I was just there <laughs> and now I'm watching a film a gorgeous lovely film that is set here that I get to really enjoy it and kind of like languish in the space yeah, yeah we were getting a few excited messages one of the press images was the local supermarket uh, was included in the back and we, we got the thumbs up from him over that he was getting in the papers over so there's a bit of a buzz about it uh, when they spot kind of local spots in the film yeah so should um, be good crack the screen and can you tell me a little bit about how you guys got the style of the film yeah yeah um so yeah in, in terms of I guess the, the the tone and the style like I think there was um a number of films that we kind of use as kind of references or guides in terms of tone um um I suppose the writer was was a big one um God's Own Country was was another kind of uh, influence um but I suppose what we wanted to do was to I guess I guess combine kind of almost a documentary feel and uh, you know when you're kind of like living in kind of Kean's head when he's kind of struggling through and those symptoms and, and to kind of couple that with kind of more wider landscapes that kind of like, you know, give you a sense of the place. And and I suppose that just for us kind of highlighted that, you know, even though Keen is kind of very much in his own head, he 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 slowly begins to realize that, you know, there is kind of so much beauty and and there is a lot about kind of the landscape and, and kind of where he's from that he kind of really does appreciate. And, and even though he does kind of see it um, at the beginning. So um, I suppose we tried to, I suppose, yeah, kind of couple and those two kind of styles um together and it's beautiful oh my god I've, the lakelands like you really like the area is sold i think he goes to that really stunning place with grace to to chat and i'm like how do you find do you i presume you guys just know the terrain so well that it's fine to to you're like okay we'll shoot that there but i presume you have like tourists crawling all over it because it's so pretty or how do you find the location like yeah we actually had photos of that up the other day and we had like people from around home going where is that like you know you just find these little i guess you have a good shorthand of them from your teenage years when you've uh done to do but hang around in these random kind of spots and stuff like that so we had a good little direction directory kind of built up from then and um, but yeah like we just really wanted to showcase it you know because i guess longford isn't that the first place that comes to mind when people think of these kind of locations, you know, so we wanted to showcase a little bit of what they look like. And yeah, there is nice, some, some nice scenery in there. In yeah. That. And we just got so lucky with the weather, like Longford does not always look like that. I think we just had an incredible run of luck um, last November where it, like it rained once in 17 days. So um, I think, yeah, we were, we were absolutely blessed and just got really lucky with some, deadly sunsets and yeah just maxed out on them the most we could and layered in as many of them as we could into the film yeah that's stunning oh my god you did you had some of those transition moments i think when he was just on the farm and i was like what a sky how did you manage that you must have been out all day (laughs) (laughs) you were (laughs) tell me how you worked um getting those camera angles because they were just gorgeous 
Yeah, so our um our cinematographer Simon Crow, uh, he's he's great. He's um he's been working with us from our first film, and we kind of yeah it, we we started off very green with him. So uh, he he showed us a lot of ropes early on, and uh, it's been great work with him over the years. He's a uh, he's a dub, but he's spent so much time down in Longford shooting with us uh, on this and between other jobs. He's pretty much a, an honorary Longford man at this point. But um yeah, he's great. He really like he's just great eye for all of this and you know he's amazing to work under you know tight tight time constraints like you know 17 days and i think like we were just so happy with uh with all the, the work on film the lighting and the angles and everything you know to be achieved under the such tight time frames yeah it was, it was great it must be nice as well to to kind of come up with you guys that if he's supporting you in your shorts then to get something so kind of gorgeous across the line as a feature like that's yeah like it was nice we had like quite a few people we worked with before and I think that kind of gave it that kind of bit of a funny feel when we were working on it and the whole thing was you know it was a fun shoot even despite the the, the times you know we made like good friends with I think nearly everyone still like in touch and we all hang out and we all chat quite regularly you know so it's really nice yeah to to make to move up the different levels and kind of into the longer form with people you've you worked with before absolutely say fabulous and what are you working on now actually so i'm just i'm just curious what's the next step because i presume that has like been a black hole of everything especially if you're doing so much stuff yourselves um and during covid so what's on next on the the slate after this do you guys have another thing that you've been working on yeah, yeah, we have a couple. Um, we kind of had a couple on the go, and then I suppose fo- following the flow, we were able to kind of start writing again after after months of admin and all the rest. Um, but yeah, so we're just kind of we're doing quite a lot of meetings at the moment about um follow up feature, and then we've another feature script as well that we're kind of starting to do early stage meetings for as well. Um, so yeah, just excited to see what uh. You can't tell us anymore. It's too secret. <laughs> in case one of them, one of them said Longford again. It's a, it's, it's, it's a examining a pretty different side of that world. But uh, we're, we're keen to kind of explore that as, as, as much as we can. Like we feel there's a lot of untold stories down there. As, as you were saying, you know, you, you do see a lot of like Dublin and diff- different parts of that. Like, but uh, we feel there's a lot of, a lot of culture and a lot of, a lot of tales down here that uh, deserve to be told. So hoping to get some of them off the ground now yeah great well does anyone listen a few bob bit of a development funding <laughs> there you go <laughs> um, but, but thank you guys so much uh for chatting and we'll see you down there at the the Ballyman still voices film festival and yeah we'll see you down there for a drink absolutely, absolutely. Gemma. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's viral.